0: This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana and New York. For boosted parlays and in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So sign up today and bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play for free and pay games for real cash prizes. You win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over on BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And we're also sponsored by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP for 20% off your order and free shipping. And don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all our free picks and podcasts. Welcome back, DGens, to the Golf gaming Podcast. If you're hearing my voice and hearing me do the ad release, that means I'm going solo tonight. And It's actually Friday night that I'm doing this podcast. Uh, There's a very good reason for it. I am going to Florida and escaping the hellscape known as Rochester, New York, that is currently buried under snow. And when I woke up this morning, it's been basically eight degrees for the past week up here. And uh, so I'm going to the Sunshine State. And unfortunately, I am bringing all the cold weather with me. I was planning on going golfing down there. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, they're pretty soft down there. It's going to be uh, a chilly 55 degrees. And that's too cold for the golf course down there. Uh, my dance golf club is closed i can't golf so i guess i have to uh wait for all the snow to melt up here before i can actually swing the club again but uh because i'm so dedicated to this crap because i'm so dedicated to uh giving you guys best analysis i'm recording this on friday i'm going to give you guys the full pebble beach pro-am preview tonight i'm going to go through all the uh all the uh golf courses um right now i am recording after the third round uh right now jason day is tied for the lead with Will Zalatoris. but i don't they should, don't even need to play tomorrow because the grace of all time is going to win we just know it. he's back he's down one you know what's the point just send everybody home give john rom the uh the cypress tree trophy again and, yeah. congratulations to john rom farmer's insurance open again the king of tory pie you know, before I get into um, the, uh, the tournament, why don't we do, do a quick ad break? And we'll talk about WinBet. Are you ready to win and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting casino play. They got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get on all the favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, NNA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet is now beginning pre registration for the state of Louisiana. Place a $10 bet, and regardless of the outcome, you'll see $250 in free bets when WinBet goes live in Louisiana. All their new customers have a chance to get $200 in free bets with the same $10 bet because, you know, they've got great promos, odds, and payouts, and they're having right now WinBet. inclusive the parlays of live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Get big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYMNbet.com. All right, so let's get to the at t Pebble Beach Pro app. So it's um, a little different this year because not only are we bringing back uh, Monterey Peninsula because last year with COVID, they only played uh, Pebble Beach and Spyglass Hill. So kind of like what they did, the American Express last year. They only played two golf courses last year. from Now, as well, I mean, COVID has gone away, but we're living with it. So they have brought uh, back Monterey Peninsula to the rotation, so, which means there's going to be Everyone's going to play all three golf courses, uh, Pebble, Spyglass Hill, and Monterey Peninsula, across Thursday through Saturday. They will cut down the field to the top 65, and then they will play the final round at Pebble. But it also means there are certain celebrities. And uh, let me tell you, I did not miss the celebrities last year. I know that they are just, you know, like CBS loves to put them on the air because they think it drives the ratings. and People think they want to see Gary Muleview or Ray Romano. You know, Bill Murray or anything. let me tell you what I me personally, I want to actually see the golf. I want to see the beach. I want to see the players. And I don't really care about these crappy celebrity shots. But if you love that um and you love seeing you know that and unfunny interviews, and you know what? The Saturday broadcast is probably you. Everybody else is probably going to be the toughest watch of the year because it's 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 bad. It, it really is. I'm not looking forward to having back. but you know what it is what it is. We're here to talk about. Not uh, CBS's production value. We're talking about gambling. So why don't we talk about the field first? Um, as you guys know, um, there is another major tournament going on this week uh, over in Saudi Arabia, uh, known as the Saudi International or as the podcast the Bone Stock Classic. And those Saudis they gave a lot of top players up to probably seven figure paydays just to go over. It's a, only a five million dollar purse, but everybody's if they're making you know five hundred grand or a million bucks already, they don't care. So a lot of top players going over there, which means this field is it's pretty bad. It's worse than the American Express was a couple of weeks ago. There's a couple of good players, but I David Duval got into this field. That that kind of shows you the lack of talent, you know, that's gonna be at this place. But there are a couple of good players. The uh, headline in the field is Patrick Cantley. It seems like he like around this time of year, he skips a lot of the bigger events and is just playing a lot of the smaller ones. Like he played. The American Express a couple weeks ago did very well. Uh, He got off to a really hot start and just kind of faltered over the weekend. But he's back this week, and he has a really good track record at this tournament. I think he finished top five last year. He was definitely in the mix heading into Sunday. He is a really good putter on uh, West Coast Pella. He does really well in these shorter golf courses. So, obviously, he's a threat given the overall lack of talent in this field. I mean, I guess he probably is going to go off at 6-1. to So, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be, unless you, know, you want to football bet it, like my coach sometimes it does. It'll be kind of hard pressed to find some way to get Patrick Cantley in your gambling card, unless you're going like DFS or you can find him in a matchup where he's probably juiced to the moon. But you know, is that. Um, as of right now, I mentioned earlier, Will's Alice Horse is co leading the Harvest Insurance out so there. I have no idea. And probably not because John Robbins in tomorrow. Um, but he's here. I'm going to expect him probably go off at 12 to 1. I think the steam on him is pretty high. I think people are going to want to get in on him. If he doesn't win uh, the Farmers, I think people are going to want to get in on the ground floor when he finally does, which will happen at some point. So um, I expect him to probably be 12 to 1 next week, probably second on the board. You also got Jordan Spieth, who missed the cut pretty bad at the Farmers. Andy Lack and I and Boston Camper talked about how we were kind of concerned about Jordan Spieth. Uh, ahead of the farmers, you know, we kind of speculated, well, could he pull like a Patrick Reed type, um, type, type like Houdini act and kind of just scramble, upon his way to the finish? And well, not only, I think he was battling a, an illness before farmers, but he just does not look comfortable over the ball. He still has that pre shot routine. I, I said that he looked like he was playing golf swing and not golf, and that was what he was doing from 2019 to 2020, which all his ball strength stats cratered. Happened again this week, he did not hit the ball well. But he comes back to uh, Pebble Beach, a golf course that he's had a lot success at. He almost won this event last year. and um, you know, he has a win here before. I think in 2017 he won this tournament So, look, I, I think this is put up or a up week for Patrick Sp- or uh, for Jordan Smith. Um, you know, if, if he doesn't have it this week, I think it's really time to start the alarm bells, because maybe he's gone back to what he was. Uh, and then we have Matt Naver who is in the mix this week. Justin Rose is sh- currently showing well um at the Farmers Insurance Open. Matthew Fitzpatrick resisted uh, all the bribe, uh, all the bribery money from the Saudis and is actually over here. He's played this tournament a couple times before. This sh- would you would think this would be a good tournament for him because it's short. He doesn't have a lot of distance. He's, he's a pretty good ball server, to putter. Doesn't have a whole lot of great finishes here. I think it's kind of like with Harbortown where, you know, you always think like he should do well at the same tournament. He always plays here, but doesn't really get it done. So, um, you know, and then I, I have a link in my article that's going to come out on Sunday that you can go check out and basically see who else. It's it's not much. I think I saw thirteen of the top fifties in this field. Like I think Cameron Dolly is in this thing. Uh, Jason Day's in this is going to play. He's won this tournament a couple of times. I think has he won this tournament? I I, I know he's been second a couple of times, but I mean he's just he's really good on West Coast polo. So and he played well, he's playing well right now in Farmers. So maybe. We see him back at like thirty or thirty to one or something. Right so, while we get into the golf courses, so as I mentioned earlier, this is going back to a three-course rotation. Pebble Beach, that's going to have two rounds. Either someone either you got to play it between Thursday and uh, Saturday, or ever or everyone plays on Sunday. So, and then you got Spyglass Hill, Monterey Peninsula. Um, while we start at Pebble Beach, and I, I think if you ask anybody, uh, just name their Top five bucket list golf courses. Um, I, I think Pebble Beach would probably be among them. I mean, I think you have Augusta National, you have St. Andrews, you might have Bandon, you might have, um, you know, maybe Pine Valley or something. I, I think most people would say Pebble. And it's not to say that this is a top five golf course. I think this is a a golf course that probably needs some sort of restoration. Uh, you know, it's it's a res- it's a resort course, and they can't just shut it down in order to you know, basically make some of the tweaks because, you know, otherwise they're going to lose revenue. So, you know, over time this thing is kind of, you know, it's, it's lost some, you know, you hear this place where the rough is kind of growing in, like the rough lines are kind of shrinking the greens here. It's, it's, you know, some of the greens are kind of losing, you know, a lot of their shelving and some of the play. you know, it's losing pin positions basically because it just it's getting smaller, and, but there's not really a whole lot they can do because they can't shut it down. There, I, I have also saw a couple of years ago, somebody came up with a grand master plan of reconfiguring the golf course where. On both the front nine and the back nine, like uh down the coast. Again, this would require a massive restoration and it, it would never happen because they, they would lose much money. But uh as is though, it's it's always great to see Pebble Beach just on your television screen in the middle of where it's it it's it's a wonderful golf course, it's got great views, it's it's got a lot of really great holes to into. But uh, just you know the nuts and bolts of it. So it was designed in 1919 by Jack Neville and Douglas Grant. It's gotten a couple uh, restorations in, in and designs over the years. It was such a way, you know, Alistair McKenzie did a little bit of work here, H. Chamber. Egan did some work, and Jack Nicholas redesigned the, uh, the fifth hole in 1998, which some people say is the worst hole in the golf course. It, it's fine. It's a, it's a par three that basically requires a uh, a long fade into the green, which is what Jack loves, and that's what he hits. So, of course, he would sign a par three that required a left to right shot. So, you know, obviously, not only has Pebble Beach posted um, the AT&T Pro uh, Am for years. It's hosted a lot of major championships. Uh, Jack Nicholas won the U.S. Amateur here in 1961, and then in 1971 Open. Obviously, I, I think maybe the most impressive cut performance of Tiger Woods. Yeah, you, know, you think of 2019 when he won the Masters just out of nowhere. You think of 2008 when he won Torrey Pines on a broken leg. Yeah, and, and then you think of in 2000 when Tiger Woods went berserk at this place and he carded a winning score 12-under and he beat everybody by 15. And the runner-up the runner was Miguel Angel Jimenez at plus three. He just totally destroyed the place. That was his... I think that's when everybody realized, like, everybody knew that Tiger was good. He had two majors by then, but everybody realized, like, oh, shit. Like, like Tiger is something. He's a different cat. He's a different animal. So, yeah, I, I think that's when everybody kind of realized he was, like, like his ceiling was astronomical. Um, a couple other US Opens were held here in 2010. That was the one that Dustin Johnson had a three shot lead going into uh, Sunday and he went in four holes. Uh, you had Tiger Woods in the mix. You had Phil in the mix. Uh, Ernie Els, I think, was up there. But in the end, Graham McDowell won at Pebble Beach. It was victory. And then in 2019, uh, it was won by Gary Woodland. You had him and Justin Rose fighting down um, <clears throat> coming into Sunday. Brooks Kepka made a charge on the front. Now he missed a couple putts. Uh, yeah, that maybe could have pressure on woodland, but yeah we'll on that so if you've watched this tournament for years if you watch all these UFL, you know what the golf course looks like <clears throat> you know you obviously you know when you if i probably ask you what you know about pebble beach whats the first thing that comes to mind you probably think about the stretch from the hole six through eight which is you know one of the more famous three-hole stretches in golf you got the par five six where you hit a drive out to a pretty wide fairway and then you have to hit over the cliff uh to an uphill uh, elevated tee box or uh, elevated green. I'm sorry. Uh, set, the seventh hole is the most picturesque uh, hole in golf. You have a small green right next to Carmel Bay with a uh, bunker to the right. Yeah, it, it's a downhill shot. It's only about 110 yards, but it's a very nervy uh, 110 yard shot, especially with the wind. You have no idea really how far to hit it. There's OB right behind the green. It's a really firm, really small. It's, it's, it's a hole where it, it, it's, it's, you got a wedge in hand, but it's not very comfortable. And then you got the eighth hole, which uh, the fairway runs out about 240 before it hits the cliff. Uh, and then, if you hit a ball to the cliff, you can go visit Michael Greller's grave. That's where Jordan Speed threw him off the ledge after Greller uh, gave him not one, but two um, wrong clubs to hit on that hole. Speed hit his tee shot off the cliff on his first, and then on his third, he hit it over the green. And then Jordan Speed just eviscerated his, uh on camera there. So, yeah, if you're golfing at Pebble Beach on the 8th hole, go visit Michael Greller's grave. You know, pay some respects. But that that's the, that's, you know, that's a really iconic hole. You're hitting over the cliff into a really small green. It's, it's, it's very famous. There's a couple other really cool holes I like too. Uh, the 14th at par five. It's a dog leg right. That's a true par five. That's a that's a hole you can. It's not easy to birdie, and it's really easy to walk up like a though. You can make a mess of that thing. Um, you have OB right. You have. It's a really narrow fairway. It's a hard tee shot too. Like, it. The the fairway, you know, basically dog likes about 270 out. So you either have to hit a really good left to right fade to land softly in the fairway, or otherwise you're going to land the bunker. Or you're going to land the rough, and kind of what you're seeing at Tory Pines this week. If you're in the rough at one of these par fives, you're not getting there in two. You have to lay up. But the green on 14 is a lot more interesting than you know some of the ones we saw this week at Tory Pines. There's a false front where if something goes short, it's going to run about 20, 25 yards back down to the fairway. You have a collection area in the back too that where your ball goes long, it's going to run back. It's I, you've seen some guys ping pong the screen a couple of times. You know, if you can watch it. it's, it's not an easy par five. It's actually nice to see these guys kind of struggle and not just, you know, you expect them to make birdie, and there's bogey or maybe double in play if you really screw it up. Um, number 17 is a par three that plays right back into uh, the beach. So that, that's a really cool par three. That's an hour, It's an hourglass green. It's got a bunker in front. It's got just garbage to the left that he hit it there. It's a lost ball. If it plays into the wind, it's, it's a nightmare hole. Uh, I remember uh, watching um, uh, in 2019 when Gary Woodland was trying to close uh, the deal. He basically hit it on the wrong side of the green. Uh, the pin was all the way to the left. He hit it on the right, and there was pretty much no way he could two putt that for par. But instead, he ended up pulling away, so he had to chip it over the the mound in the middle, and he got to stop about two feet from the hole. It was, it was one of Best shots I ever seen. It was under pressure like that. It was it was amazing. Um, he ended up getting the way for par, and then he ended up winning on eighteen. And then in the eighteenth hole is a very famous par five. You ocean to the left, you have tree right in the middle of the fairway. Really small green. It's guarded by you, know, you can't bounce the ball up to the green. It's a really narrow mouth into it. You got a you know bunker in front right there too. You'll probably end up seeing some guys playing from the beach, you know, just because that's. Yeah, they, camp, they they love to, you know, follow guys down to the beach and see guys playing off the rocks there. It, it's it's a great golf course. You know, like I said, it probably needs some touch-ups. It probably needs a little bit of a restoration, just kind of, you know, maybe redo the greens, you know, them back to where they were just so they get a little more. Community. But let's it, say it's Pebble Beach on your TV in, in February. It looks great. So, you know, it's not really any anything I'm going to complain about watching. Uh, I, I love watching this place, you know. I love seeing... And on television, it's disappointing that CBS tries to really ram home the celebrity shots down their throats, which I don't care about, but they're probably going to do that a whole lot this week because not a whole lot of star power on the golf course. All right, before we talk about the other golf courses, why don't we take another break? And let's talk about Manscaped. So, you know, I am mean, going down to Florida, and obviously I live in Florida, and I haven't taken off my shirt to anyone but my wife up here, so I need a little bit of trimming. And, you know, it's not easy as a guy in order to do it. Like, scissors, like a dry razor. Like, it's, it, it, it sucks to do that. So, but Manscaped can help you, you know, basically do it efficiently and safely and not hurt yourself. You know, and they can do it with a performance package 4.0 made Manscaped. It's a ride. And it's a game changer. So, inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. You'll find a Weed Whacker, ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Falls Yoder. you got Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Breeze, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. So let's talk about the Walmower 4.0 first. It's, it's, it's a state-of-the-art you know, piece of equipment. It's a trimmer that of the future of grooming, and it's, it's maybe the best bulk trimmer I've ever seen. Yeah, you got their fourth-generation trimmer. features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. The Walmower 4.0 is waterproof, so you don't have to worry about having air accents. Uh, it's got a 400K LED spotlight, so you have a nice, uh, precise shave. And because it's waterproof, you can take a bite of that mess in the bathroom floor. It's always the worst when you're you know, doing that, and then your wife ends up finding your evidence afterwards. It's kind really of you, you know, <laughs> when you're taking care of business like that. But if you thought that was good, you know, you're going to want to take your grooming to another level. Uh, it also has the weed whacker nose in the territory, which I always think I need. Uh, it's also waterproof and provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs, and those delicate nose hairs. Uh, and then the crop Reserver ball deodorant and crop reviver. Ball toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. So, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. They have boxers and a in travel bag that you, know, you, put everything in. you bring your comfort and boxers to a whole nother level. So, why do you take care of yourself uh, this winter season? So, go to manscape.com get 20% off of free shipping with promo code SGP. All right. Let's talk about the R2 golf courses. So, I mean, obviously, everybody knows Pebble but the R2 golf courses are pretty good in their own right. So let's start first with Spyglass Hill. Uh, so this is a Robert Trent Jones design in 1966. It was originally named uh, the Pebble Beach Pines Golf Club, but because it was a little too close to Pebble beach, they decided to rename it after a reference in the book Treasure Island. And every hole at Spyglass Hill is actually named for something. Different. So when you get to Spyglass Hill, the first five holes are just wow. Like, it's it's a really strong opening 5 hole. So you start off with a sweeping, you know, right-to-left downhill par 5, 595 yards, you know, and then once you round the corner, you see the Pacific Ocean. And like, okay, this is, it's time to get our round going. This is what I came to Monterey for. I want to go by the ocean. Here I am. So, uh,
1: and then you go
0: to the set, and then you move to the second hole, which plays along the sand dunes down by the beach uh it's a short par 4 the third place into the, uh, the ocean basically it's a short par 3 fourth hole that's that's a pretty cool hole though so that's another short par 4 it's only 370 yards but you have to lay off, off the tee uh but the green so it's 55 yards long but only like 10 yards wide and surrounded by two sand dunes where you know if you do hit it a little left or right you probably it might be able to funnel back on the green but that is a very intimidating approach shot If you're a 15 handicap and trying to hit a 10 yard wide uh, target, I mean, a lot of us can't even hit a 100 yard wide target. Try hitting a 10 yard one. But yeah, I mean, so that's a really cool hole. And then uh, there's another par three that plays down to the beach. But after that, though, once you hit the sixth hole, it plays back inland. It goes to the woods and it kind of loses a little bit of its luster. Like, you know, a lot of holes end up turning into just kind of, you know, standard dog legs playing through the trees. It's not really like, like, like I mentioned earlier, like you come to Monterey to play by the Pacific Ocean and you come to Spyglass, and the first five holes are great. You're seeing these great views. And while there's nothing wrong with the architecture of the golf course itself, it's just, it's fine. I think that Spyglass is probably the weakest of the three golf courses that are offered, but still really good. Um, good golf course for this tournament. It's usually the toughest of three. But I will note though, while it's the toughest of three, um, if there is some significant wind that does come up, this is actually the golf course that you want to target for like showdowns or um, it's actually that's the one you want to catch because it's, it's the most protected by the wind. Pebble Beach has no protection from the wind. Uh, we'll talk about Monterey Peninsula in a little bit. Most of that golf course is not protected by the wind at all. This one is though. No. So, you know, let's say there's only one day of wind. Maybe you want to stack, you know, your bets or the FS showdown lineups with guys who on spyglass. So that's a little trick for you. So, all right, and then the other one is Monterey Peninsula. So that returns to the at t Pebble Beach Pro-Am rotation. So there, there's two courses. There's the Dunes course, which if you go to No Lang Up, uh, their YouTube page, they actually do a uh, worst sauce episode from the Dunes course. This is the shore course, though. So that was built by Bobby Balduck and Jack Nebel in 1999, But it was most recently redesigned by Mike Strance. If you don't know who Mike Strance is, yeah, he's a really good architect. Um, so he first started under Tom Fazio. He used to work for him. But he ended up going off on his own, and he built a couple really good quality golf courses in the Carolinas. So Caledonian Golf and Fish Club and True Blue, uh, those are two really, really solid golf courses. If you, again, the middle no Lying Up guys play those golf courses every tour sauce ser- series. You can go check that out. But probably his masterpiece is Tobacco Road. That is a, it's, it's a, so he, he, uh, he was basically hired by the family who used to own a, a rock quarry in uh, North Carolina. <laughs> and basically just said, you know, like, just have fun. You know, he, and he turned into just a very unique golf course with you know, a lot of sand dunes, a lot of just crazy bumpering, a lot of just, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, I, I remember watching that video uh, when they talk about tobacco road and the superintendent was basically saying, you know, you know, Mike Strands basically he wanted to make it look visually intimidating off the tee, where you're kind of looking out at off the tee and you're going, "All right, you know, what's going on here?" But there's a lot of options, it, which you, a lot of his golf courses. You know, it's wide fairways, where if you want to play it safe, you, can, you know, get par, you can get around. But you try to be aggressive, you had to hit the perfect shot, and that's I think what's about tobacco Road, where you know, yeah, it's really wide, it's big greens, but. You know, if you're somebody who wants to go shoot for birdies, you could definitely walk away with a double just because you know, based on where you would miss it if you're aggressive, it's gonna punish you. So unfortunately for Mike Strantz, um, he got cancer and he died when he was 50. But his last uh work was at Monterey Peninsula the Shore Course, he he redesigned it. And you know, similar to um Spy us Hill, it's got some inland holes where we're playing for the beach, but most of the of the golf course plays along the coast. Um I think twelve holes play along the Pacific Ocean. It's got really wide fairways. It's got, you know, a lot of big sandy waste areas and bunkers. Um it's a little more the fairway's a little more serpentine in nature than like a pebble beach and Spyglass. glass hill are those are more traditional like straightaway or dog like Uh but it's it's a it's a really good course. Because it's wider fairways though, it's because it's so short, this is usually the easiest one. Unless the winds are up then it actually could be easier. so. So, yeah, like as I'll go into in a little bit, you know, all these golf courses, they have some similar features. You know, they all have poa greens. They're all really short. Um, they all play by the ocean. They can be affected by wind, but they all have little subtle differences to them that kind of want to change the way you think about, you know, what types of golfers you may want to target for round matchups or just in general what you think works there. So, um, after we're taking our ad break, we'll talk about that. All right. So, let's talk about stable duel. So there are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. And check out Sable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play for free and pay games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your sable, and play against others to move with the leaderboard. And you can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. And this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. If you don't know anything about horses, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each way for each day for free games weekly. at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. And if you invite your friends to play against you or to play against you, in our stables. You can follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in the stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. Right. I apologize. I just had to All right, let's talk about Betting strategy. So, similar to the American Express, as you probably saw a couple of weeks ago, whenever you play a tournament like this where there are three golf courses over three days, everybody's changing what they play, and if it's a really weak field, it can be a very frustrating gambling experience because it doesn't really feel like there's a flow round around. It's hard to dissect the field because there's a lot of really bad players who. Not can't really trust a whole lot of what they can do, and like at the American Express with uh Laquenta and Nicholas course, there's no categorical shorts game. The only stuff we have is Pebble Beach, but that's only half the battle, only half the tournament is going to be played there, so it, it this is a tough thing. So, once again, gamblers are going to be in a frustrating situation of a lack of data, and a lot of people tend to freak out when there's not data, they tend to maybe. Rely on just some of their safe plays. But as something the American stress has really had done. So we got to find some diamonds in the rough, guys. So here's how we're approaching this. Why don't we start first with data golf? I, I always like going to the relative skill set. It basically shows with each golf course. Because there is overall strokes gained. You just don't know how they did it. But these skill set charts, they help you basically identify what types of golfers have tended to do a little better. Of course, not a reason. So why don't we start Pebble Hill? Pebble Beach. And my article is going to come out Sunday. Uh, if you're hearing this, you probably have already seen it. So the relative skill set shot for Pebble Beach, a lot of course data behind it. It's been here for years got a couple majors in it too. It, this one's pretty reliable. So one of the more predictive measurements of success at Pebble Beach is strong emphasis on iron play, cutting, and a little bit of around the green. And not so much on driving distance or even accuracy. Which is a little surprising because generally you think of like accurate guys tend to win here. But it, I mean, if you think about the composition of the golf course, it makes sense. So, you know, driving distance and just performance off the tee and accuracy, even, it takes a little bit of a backseat here, just because on a lot of par fours, because some of them bottleneck and you have to lay off off the tee, you're not pulling driver a whole lot. Sometimes a fairway metal or an iron is more for the play. And so when guys aren't hitting driver a whole lot, you know, they're going to hit more fairways usually. And that's why you don't really see driving accuracy as a good statistic to look at because that usually only measures when you're hitting drivers. Guys, or not. Um, and that's also why you see, you know, the fairway hit percentage at Temple Beach in this tournament is usually in the low to mid-70s. You know, um, the fairways are pretty generous there, at least the lab zones. Uh, they can be pre- between 35, 40 yards wide. And around this time of year, there's a lot more moisture in the golf course because usually Northern California is raining. They usually play a whole lot wider than that. If, if you hit the fairway here, probably going to stay. So um, so with everybody hitting fairways, for the most part, um, the only way to really separate yourself is with your irons. Because, we're, you know, generally speaking, a lot of guys are going to be hitting from about the same distance. It's not like you're going to have like a Bryson that's going to cut corners and basically hitting 50 yards ahead of everybody. Everyone's in for the same distance. So then it becomes a contest of how good your irons are. And the greens are really small at uh, Pebble Beach. And, you know, I mean, that can probably mean that, yeah, you have a short game because, you know, green's are really small. But the rate of regulation rate is still about 65%. It's only a little bit below PGA average. Um, so if you're hitting, like, 70 75% of your greens, you're going to have a really good putter. It's going to be hard-pressed for you to really struggle unless you're just a really bad putter. And that gets to the, the other important uh, statistic at uh, Pedal Beach is putting. And like we saw last week, it's really hard to put on Polana greens. You know, we talk about the comp- it's a confidence surface. That's what Andy Lack called it. And it's true. I mean, you see guys uncomfortable over five footers, Don't really know where the putt's going. You know, it's just, it, it's a tough service putt on. It. And like, uh, and the data supports it at Pebble Beach. So last year, Pebble Beach was the fifth tuss- toughest green to putt on, just like at Torrey Pines. I think he was right behind that. So, so I'll do the POA. So once again this week, you gotta focus on guys who have a lot of experience on POA, have a lot of success on POA. It's gonna be a big edge. So so Pebble Beach, iron play. Putting, a little bit of scrambling, performance off the tee, doesn't really matter a whole lot. That's good to spy spy spyglass hill. And there's a lot of similar things. I mean, it's it's another short golf course, it's an R golf course that has really small greens, it's a golf course that has colored greens too. So once again, fire and play putting. Usually that's a strong indicator for success at this tournament. Guys are pretty good in those areas. Um, this one has a little bit more emphasis around the green. Uh, But the biggest difference between Spyglass and Pebble is that there's a way bigger driving distance is more prevalent towards the top of the leaderboards or just how guys do their pebble, actually a lot more. And I would explain that basically because even though it's only about 7,000 yards long, like I mentioned before, after the sixth hole, everything's really kind of straight on front of you. Like, you know, the fairways don't really bottleneck a whole lot like a pebble. It's not really asking you to lay off off the tee. A lot of the fairway bunkers are maybe about 260, 270 to carry. So most guys can hit it over the bunkers pretty easily. And while it's tight lined or it's, it's tree lined, you know, it provides pretty good sight lines off the tee to narrow your focus. So anybody who can hit driver, you know, hit it pretty far and shorten up the holes there at Spyglass is actually going to do pretty well for themselves. So you see it spyglass, generally, some of the longer guys actually do better there. And then back to, and then let's go Monterey Financial right now. That one looks a little more like the penalty, where driving distance and accuracy doesn't really matter a whole lot. Basically, you can kind of throw off your performance opportunity. But again, emphasis on iron play, emphasis on scrambling, emphasis on putting. So again, small greens, um, small public greens so it makes it difficult to put on, so better putters probably do better there.
1: Uh, smaller green, so
0: you would be able to scramble pretty well if you're missing a whole lot, especially if it's windy. Um, and the difference, though, is you are hitting driver more often at Monterey Peninsula because the landings zones the Monterey are very generous. It's probably between 45 50 yards wide in most areas. There's no, like, forced layups either off the tee. So you can hit driver pretty much for most of the round in Monterey. But because it's so wide, because it's so soft, it's a huge landing zone. So that's how I see why you kind of throw a performance off the tee because everyone's hitting fairways. And then it just comes down to, you know, how well you're hitting your irons and how well you're scrambling putting. So, you know, usually when fairways are soft and wide, it creates a lot more parity, you know, off the tee for Like It basically loves the playing field. So, so looking at all three golf courses I just described, you know, the, the three common traits at all of them that I said, are iron play, scrambling and putting. And you see that in a lot of the winners. Grant Snateger, Jordan Speed. you um, you got Phil Mickelson. You know, I mean he's great at all those things. He's won this tournament. Uh Daniel Berger when he won last year. He was really good at all three. He's not necessarily the best driver off the team. I mean he's accurate, but you know, you wouldn't call him you wouldn't say it's his best trade, but Finn's iron's great last year, Potter too. So you know th- those are definitely the things to focus on. So, and then we'll take another break and then we'll talk about uh, something else you need to focus on too, approach options. That's going to be really key. To see, really home All right, let's talk about prop swap. So it's where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. The last weekend was PropSwap's biggest week ever as bettors from across the country cash in on their super Bowl futures. Like Zach from Colorado, who sold $100, 151 Bengals, we will take it for $1,500. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you might be regretting that one now, but we'll see you on Sunday. But he locked in into Profit anyways when he turned $100 into $1,500 and the buyer got better odds than any sports book right now. The PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. So hurry down with the free PropSwap app today. It has fantastic features like filter listed tickets based on the best value, a reactivity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your first deposit up to five hundred dollars. Join the real sports vendors on PropSwap for America. Buys and sells. All right, let's close out the gambling preview by talking about pro shot And so again, a big challenge for gamblers this week is we only have shot link data at Pebble Beach and on Data Golf. Available to see where guys in their pro shots are from is pebble. So there's a lot of history behind it. So yeah, I know this is very reliable. So generally speaking, about 44% of all your pro shots come from under 150 yards, about 26% come from 150 yards, and 30% come from two, from over 200 yards. So there's definitely an emphasis on shorter irons and wedge play at pebble. Beach. It's not an overly really long golf course, but there's also not a whole lot of shots under 100 yards either. Just because there's a lot of forced layups. But yeah, you're going to be hitting a lot of full sand wedges, pitching wedges, and dividing greens. It's going to be important to hit small targets in order to get the list of birdie. But, I mean, it, like, you can look at that, but is that really the full picture? I know that for half the tournament's it's going to be that, but you really got to look at Spyglass and Monterey in order to really sharpen, like, all right, what do I really need to look for? You know, otherwise, I mean, maybe the arts were are like completely different. You know, you only got half the tournament covered. So, what I did for you guys, I was Google Earth, and I, I charted out every golf course. I charted out you where know, are, how far they are, where, how what the carry distance is. And I basically went through and tried to put myself in the shoes of a PGA Tour pro, and asked myself what club would I hit off the tee, like you know, what's a smart play, and then try and guess about what their approach shot distance would be. So here's what I came up with. Let's start with Hill. So I counted eleven holes. Where your pro shot is under 150 yards, and I talked about this a little bit earlier. Not only is there's a couple short par threes on the golf course, uh, some of them. I mean, it's all wind dependent too. I didn't factor that in. I just did just elevation and just you know the length of the holes. Uh, there's a couple short par fours uh, early in the round, so you have a lot of short pro shots there. But on once you get past hole six, you're hitting driver a whole lot there, and there's not really a whole lot of long holes. And even some of the par fives, it might be kind of forced laps too if you hit it you into know, the rough uh, and can't get there in two. You really got to be good with your, your short approach shots here. That's actually a really dominant feature at that, at that place. So 11 holes, about 61% of the holes, I think, at Spyglass should be hitting under 150 yards for your pro shot. Only three holes from 150, to 200. I didn't find any shots where you're hitting like a 175. Or I think a couple, I think maybe one or two of the par threes, it's, it's that distance. But I didn't find anything like where you're in the fairway, you're hitting from that distance a whole lot. And then four holes, 200 plus, that was, those are the part fives. But again, like I mentioned, that could eat, also be like a wedge hole hit in the rough you can't get there too. So really big emphasis in Spyglass Hill on wedge play, like an overwhelming amount. And then let's go to Monterey Peninsula. This one is basically more evenly distributed. I counted six holes where I thought the approach this would be under 150 yards. I counted six holes where I thought the approach would be 150, two hundred, and I count six holes where it would be 200 plus. And again, that's a testament to my Strantz. Green a whole lot of variety in the golf course, a lot of different situations. Doesn't make you feel like you're hitting the same crowd shot over and over. Kudos to him. Rest in peace. So taking all that combined, basically taking these numbers and one round Spyglass, one round of fine array, two rounds of Pebble, I come up with this. About 33 holes over the course of four rounds, a guy will be hitting a shot into a green less than 150 yards, about 46. percent 18 holes. We'll have a shot into a green about 150, yards, about 25%. And then 21 holes, usually most of your par threes, or par fives, excuse me, it's over 200. So basically, if you're somebody who wants to look at proximity, which yeah, I'm going to my myself back a little bit, very misleading stat. Uh, it's not the best thing we have. I mean, all proximity tells you is how far away they hit it a hole. doesn't tell you if they're short sides. doesn't tell you if they're in a bunker. I mean, somebody could technically hit it 15 feet from the hole and it looks great in the proximity stats, but it can be short sighted in a bunker and they have walking. So that's the best we got. Um, I've tried looking for strokes gained data by approach shot distance. I have been unsuccessful. I'm sure it's out there. If anyone knows where to find it, please let me know. I would love to get access to it, but we only have proximity distances for right now. And that's what you want to look for. Short iron play this week. That's going to be your bread and butter. Maybe look at. Shots over 200 because this is a tournament that you know usually the win score is between like 17 under and 19 under, depending on you know, and everything. You know, which means you got to probably capitalize on your birdies when you get it. So, anybody that can hit their pro shots pretty good over 200 to get a lot of birdies on the par fives would be good, or just have good wedge play if you're going to use the three shot hole. So, I'm not really going to focus too much on the intermediate iron play from 150 to 200. doesn't really seem like that's a big determinant of this thing. So, last thing before. Taking our ad break and close the show. Uh, let's go over top five players in the field who's gained the most strokes per round each of golf course at the 18th the per round. So I probably couldn't give you, I could probably give everybody 25 guesses for who has in the field this week the most strokes gained per round at Pebble Beach in their career, and you wouldn't get it. It's Dowie Van Vanderwalt, a South African player who is coming over to play this week. I think I have a sponsor's suggestion. Two rounds plus three point seven six per round at Pebble Beach. I don't know how he got that either. Probably last year. Don't really care. Maybe it's the US Open actually. And It probably was that. But all right. Number two, Matthew Neesmith, really a ball striker. No surprise. I mean, he's not a really a good putter, but if you if you're hitting the ball pretty good, you're hitting a lot of greens at Pebble Beach. Well for yourself, five rounds plus two point nine seven uh, shots per round. Uh um, Matt Vigdaley, he's gonna be a very popular pick to win next week. Or at Pebble Beach. Um I think he's been playing there since he Kid, he was at the golf course or he grew up next to the golf course, so yeah, he knows in and out. I think people have been circling Pebble Beach as the one he's first. So, six rounds two, plus 2.8 per round there. Charles Schwarzel, number four, he's gained 2.6 across six rounds. And Justin Rose, eight rounds plus 2.3. I think most of that, though, is the U.S. Open. I can't really remember a good 18 people each it's probably U.S. Open for And then Spyglass, Lanto Griffin leads away, two rounds plus 3.3. Second again, Justin Rose, uh. Plus 3.2. So I guess he has had a pretty good Pro Am, Beach Pro Am career. Jordan Spieth, nine rounds plus 2.9. He's won this before. Joel is number four. And the Daniel Berger, who won this number last year, he's number five at plus 2.7. And then Monterey Peninsula, Jason Day across nine rounds leads the field at plus 3.2. Boston Cappers, boy, Son Kang, plus 3.03. 03. I know he's going to pick him for the first if he starts on Monterey Peninsula. So Just a needle. Um, Brandon Wu played one round last year at the Golfers. 2.8 third. Charles Schwarzl again pops up, number four. And then Camilo Vujacic is number five on the list. So, I mean, you kind of see a lot of similarities with some of these golfers. These are some of the attributes I talked about earlier. You know, maybe these are some guys you want to target for first round leader or positional props because he has some pretty good success. All right, let's take one more quick break before we close the show. Let's talk about better fantasy. So the fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app today to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their player prop tools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way, too. We love Better Fantasy. Uh, it's totally free-to-play, so you'll earn better credits by completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is also available worldwide in all 50 states. So download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN betterfantasy.com SGPN. All right, and then don't forget to download the SGPN app. It's now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store gives you easy access to all our picks, all my articles, all our podcasts, including the Golf Gambling podcast. And don't forget to toss us an app review and download the S-U-P-M app today. And also, you know, go to the Apple, uh, Apple iTunes and give us a, a review too on Golf Gable podcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to see you in the the show and anything you do to support us. We really would appreciate it. All right, so that's it. Um, programming note. So I'm basically taking the week off. Um, I will not be doing the pick show. I will not be doing a text article this week. This is my gift to you guys, though, before I go on a little R&R. Uh, I'm going to go down to Florida with the guys of golf. relax, my nephew, my family, and just enjoy just being in sunshine. And uh, I'll probably come back on Tuesday when I get back from Florida. Crunch my numbers, crunch my data. I'll probably put out some pics on Wednesday in the Slack channel. So if you want to see them on the Slack channel, me up, I'll tell you what I'm on, but uh, yeah, you guys are pretty much on your own from here. Hopefully, I've given you guys enough good info. Uh, Boston Capper will be doing a DFS not right pick show on Monday with Brian Kirschner, our DFS uh, guru on sourcegamilypodcast.com. So, uh, he was recently on the Pat Mayo experience as well. He did great, uh, he had a lot of really sharp plays and good angles. I think a lot of things he said about the tournaments, actually, kind of nutrition. Uh, the farmers insurance open. So, you know, he's gonna to get some really good advice for you guys on Monday. So, definitely check that out. He's also probably gonna do. He's gonna do our my uh, picks article too. So he's gonna do his best props and outright best for the week. Maybe he'll pick a winner, and then I'll, I'll get Wally Pips, and uh, <laughs> he'll be the man. So uh, otherwise, though, hope you guys had a good tournament, uh, and I will catch you guys for the Genesis Invitational uh, for Riviera next week.